Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Ruth. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. And today we're in the book of Ruth and I have just been so enjoying the book of Ruth already. And I've been thinking about it a lot, like in my my day-to-day life, basically. I've just been remembering and thinking about the book of Ruth. And so I have a couple observations today that I'd like to present to you guys as we read Ruth chapter 2, verses 14 through 23. And as usual, I'll be reading out the W.E.B., but make sure to go grab that cup of coffee or that cup of tea this morning, along with the version of the Bible that you prefer. And let's read Ruth chapter 2, 14 to the end of the chapter. At mealtime, Boaz said to Ruth, come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the vinegar. She sat beside the reapers and they passed her parched grain. She ate, was satisfied and left some of it. When she had risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and don't reproach her. Also pull out some for her from the bundles, and leave it. Let her glean, and don't rebuke her. So she gleaned in the field until evening, and she beat out that which she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. She took it up and went into the city. Then her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, and she brought out and gave to her that which she had left over after she had had enough. Her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today? Where have you worked? Blessed be he who noticed you. She told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by Yahweh, who has not abandoned his kindness to the living and to the dead. Naomi said to her, The man is a close relative to us, one of our near kinsmen. Ruth the Moabitess said, Yes, he said to me, you shall stay close to my young men until they have finished all my harvest. Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with his maidens and that they not meet you in another field. So she stayed close to the maidens of Boaz to glean to the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. So if you guys have caught my last episodes in Ruth... You'll know that I said that sometimes I feel like this story is spun so that it seems like it's a love story immediately between Boaz and Ruth. Like Boaz just thought Ruth was like the hottest thing going. It was love at first sight. Ruth fell in love with Boaz and all of this stuff. And that's kind of what I was thinking about this week as I was just going about my day. You know, Ruth was a very low class citizen, and I cannot stress that enough. She was basically begging from Boaz. Like, that's kind of what Ruth was doing when she went into the field to glean. She was basically begging. Not exactly, though, because it was in the law that she could go do this and it would be okay. And in fact, God commanded that wealthy landowners, when they went to harvest, not harvest everything, leave some behind for the foreigners and for the low-class citizens and for the poor and for the fatherless, leave some grain behind for those who really need it. So Ruth wasn't exactly begging, but this was not the best position that she could be in, right? Like, it was probably kind of humiliating to go and glean, you know, behind the harvesters. It was probably a very embarrassing and very hard task to do. And you can kind of tell 
that that's the case from the beginning of this chapter when Ruth says, you know, I'm going to go out and glean because, you know, we don't have any money because she lived with her mother-in-law. They were both widows and they probably weren't living very well. They probably did not have a lot of income. And so Ruth says, I'm going to go out and I'm going to glean. And so Naomi's like, "Okay, go and glean. So Ruth does it and she happens to go to Boaz's field. Now, Ruth didn't know Boaz. Obviously, she was a foreigner in the region. She didn't know Boaz, and she certainly didn't know that Boaz was actually related to Naomi, her mother-in-law. She had no clue. So she goes to Boaz's field. She's gleaning, and the harvesters are letting her glean. And it was very, very hard and taxing work. Now, when Boaz gets home and he goes to his field, he sees Ruth. And he's like, oh, who is that? You know, I've never seen that person there. And why is she gleaning? And so he talks to his manager and the manager's like, oh, that is Ruth. You know, she's the Moabitess that came home with Naomi. So Boaz, knowing that he is one of the the family redeemers, meaning that he was in some way responsible for the uh, welfare of Naomi and also of Ruth now, he made sure to take care of Ruth and Naomi. And Ruth didn't know this, you know. So that's kind of where we left off the other day. And so now it says, at mealtime, Boaz said to Ruth, come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the vinegar. So Ruth hadn't eaten all day. It was probably, uh, you know, lunchtime. Boaz is sitting down with his meal. He sees Ruth and he's like, hey, you know, come and eat with us. You know, even though you're gleaning, it's okay. Come and eat with us. And, you know, any kind man, I feel like would do that. Any kind individual who especially has a respect for the widows of this time period and also Boaz, who did have some responsibility in taking care of Ruth and Naomi, he tells her to come eat. And so Ruth comes and eats. And so she ate. She was satisfied and she had some food left over. And so she wrapped up the food, took it in a doggy bag to bring home to her mother-in-law. And so it says when she had risen up to glean, Boaz actually went to his young men that we're harvesting. And he was like, hey, you know, give even more to Ruth, you know, kind of drop some and and take some out of the bundles that you're making so that Ruth can have more. And he actually also said, let her glean in a really good area, you know, and don't reprimand her at all if she does anything like don't reprimand her. Just give her what she needs is what Boaz says. And so Ruth now has tons of of barley that she harvested that day. It came out to an ephah, is what it said after she had uh, beat it out. And an ephah is a measurement that is about 22 liters or two thirds of a bushel. So that is quite a lot. That is a very large amount of barley for a woman working one day and supposedly gleaning, right? I mean, I can imagine the average gleaner probably got like, I don't know, a cup. (laughs) No, probably more than that. But I can imagine it was nowhere near a bushel, right? So Ruth goes home and shows everything to Naomi. And Naomi's like, blessed is he who notices you. So Naomi's like, okay, you definitely didn't do that on your own. Like somebody helped you, right? And so Ruth also gives Naomi the leftovers that she had for lunch. And, you know, Naomi, 
her mother-in-law is just like over the moon. Like, who did this? Where did you glean? Like, what man took interest in you, a very low class citizen? And so Ruth says his name was Boaz. And Naomi was like, oh my gosh, Boaz. I know Boaz. Boaz is related to my late husband. He's one of our redeemers. And so she says, may Yahweh bless Boaz. So then Ruth tells Naomi the entire story. And she's like, look, he actually said to come back tomorrow and to glean with his maidens. And so Naomi's like, good, stay with his maidens, because if you go to another field, you might be taken advantage of. So stay exactly with Boaz. And so to end this chapter, it actually says Ruth stayed in Boaz's field all the way through to wheat harvest. So not just barley harvest, but all the way through to wheat harvest. And I can imagine that, you know, Ruth and Naomi having this barley and this wheat was probably a really good source of income for them. And Boaz was making sure early on to take care of both Ruth and Naomi, because otherwise they would have absolutely nothing. And so I was kind of thinking of some comparisons. The one comparison I can think of is, and it probably isn't 100% accurate, but it would be like somebody begging for scraps like somebody that is practically homeless, begging for scraps from a rich restaurant owner. You can imagine that nowadays, like a rich restaurant owner would not be interested romantically in a woman who was begging from him. Or let's just say even a rich restaurant owner hired a very, very poor woman to do a menial task in his restaurant. That rich owner would not be interested romantically in that worker. It's the same kind of thing here with Boaz and and Ruth, right? Boaz was a rich landowner back in these days. and, And we don't know how rich he was. He was probably very rich, actually, because they had just gone through a famine. And if Boaz was able to continue to produce food for Bethlehem, where he lived during that famine, you can imagine he was a very, very rich man. So why would Boaz be interested in Ruth immediately? He wouldn't be. He had a sense of wanting to take care of Ruth and Naomi. So sometimes I don't really like the way this story is spun to be like Boaz just had the hots for Ruth, basically, from the very beginning. And I talked to my husband about this, and he was kind of like, I've never heard it spun that way. And I'm like, but I feel like because I grew up hearing this story, I've heard it spun many different ways. So I'd actually like to hear if you guys have ever heard the Ruth and Boaz story spun to be like love at first sight, or if I'm just crazy. You know, I'd really like to hear your guys' opinion about that. But anyway, Ruth and Boaz couldn't be any more opposite from each other. And not to mention, Ruth was also a Moabitess, which the Israelites would not have liked the Moabites, right? Because they weren't Israelites. And I think at some points in time, also the Moabites and the Israelites did not get along very well either. So the Israelites in general would not have liked the Moabites. And yet that kind of shows the character of Boaz, that he treated Ruth like a human being, 
not just like a slave, not just like a dog or a widow or something along those lines. He treated her like a human being that was created in God's image. And that is what we are supposed to do as well. God really loves a humble person and he also loves a generous giver. It says in scripture that God loves the cheerful giver. And Boaz was certainly a cheerful giver, right? He he purposefully supplied more grain to Ruth than she possibly have could have gotten on her own. He was a generous and cheerful giver. And he was also a humble man who wasn't afraid or disgusted to eat a lunch next to a Moabite widow. And he even gave her as much as she could eat and more so that she could bring it home to her mother-in-law. So I think that Boaz is a person we can look to in scripture as an inspiration of how we should live our lives, specifically regarding um, our treatment towards other human beings and also our giving and our generosity towards other people. Because Boaz clearly was blessed. And not only was he blessed, but through him, God was able to bless two widows, two people who at this point in time, nobody would have even looked at twice, right? Yet through Boaz, God blessed both Ruth and Naomi, and he's about to bless them even more in the next coming chapters. Alrighty, guys. Well, I hope that this episode made you think, and I hope that it, uh, encouraged you as well. And so if you like the Bible Explained podcast, I would love for you guys to go and leave a review from wherever you're listening from, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Audible, I think you can leave a review on. And uh, I would just love for you guys to go and leave a review. And I do read them all. I can read them all and I can see them. I cannot respond to them though, unless I like read them on the podcast and respond to them there, but I can't respond to them, but I do read them and I do see them. So I want to thank all of you who have already left a review for this podcast. And for the rest of you who haven't left a review yet, that's okay. But I, I encourage you to go and leave a review also because it helps more people find the Bible Explained podcast. But friends and faithful listeners, I will see you all tomorrow because I'm going to be having Greg Kokel on the podcast tomorrow. And that's going to be a very exciting episode. We're going to talk about his brand new book called Street Smarts. So I hope to see you there, 6 a.m., or whenever you choose to wake up. Happy listening, and God bless.